This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. If we asked you today who Jesus is, uh, I believe that most people in this room would get it right. We would check the right box on the, on the test. Is he an ordinary human being or is he the Son of God? So most of us know the answer to that, don't we? We know what the right Christian answer is to it. But here's the real question. Do you live like Jesus is just an ordinary human being? Or do you live like Jesus is the Son of God? See, if Jesus is just an ordinary human being who taught some interesting, maybe even noble principles of life, just a, another ancient world figure, a Jewish uh, rabbi that had some things go bad for him, then he really fits into the role of Aristotle or Socrates or Plato or some other teacher. Uh, fine, he's written some things, he said some things, he did some things, people wrote about him, but I, I'll take some of them and I'll leave some of them and that's about the end of it. But think about this for a moment. What if he is really the Son of God? The creator of the universe. The one who gave us all life. The one who will judge all of our lives someday. The one who reveals to us what life is about and what is right and what is wrong. What if that is really who he is? See, if Jesus is the Son of God, doesn't that change everything? Doesn't that change the way I should see the world and the way I walk through the world? <clears throat> all life and all the answers to the questions of life hang right on that question. What is amazing is the number of people who say he is the Son of God but live just like he's an ordinary guy. Who claim that they believe Jesus really 
was sent here by his father from heaven and yet go on in life as he's just a pal that they've heard about or another writer that he's heard that they've heard about i want to tell you mistaken identity can be dangerous you better be sure about who you're talking to and you better be sure about what you think about jesus to mistake jesus's identity is an eternally dangerous thing back in the 1930s there were three young men who hopped on a bus in detroit there was no, there was, the, the bus was pretty much empty. There was only one other guy on the bus. And these young guys were looking to have some fun and thought they would have some fun with this lone passenger on the bus. And so they kind of appro- approached him and tried to be you know, in, in an intimidating way and began to say things and begin to just kind of try to ruffle this guy's feathers a bit. But he, he didn't respond. He just sat there. They turned up the heat with their insults and got a little more aggressive with the way they were approaching. And again, nothing. And as the bus continued to travel from stop to stop, they kept trying to evoke some response out of this man sitting on the bus. But eventually they got to the stop where the man was at and he he stood up. And when he stood up, they noticed he was much bigger than they thought he was. (laughs) He reached into his pocket and handed them a card and walked off the bus. And as the bus drove off, the young men looked at the card that he'd pulled out of his pocket and it simply said, Joe Lewis, boxer. (laughs) They had just tried to pick a fight with the man who would be the heavyweight champion, boxing champion of the world from 1937 to 1949. According to the International Boxing Organization, the number one boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali, is number two. And it was said of him, and I don't know, I don't want to know how they know this. It was said of him that he could knock out a horse in one punch. I'm (laughs) the whole picture of that just kind of concerns me a little bit. These young men were fortunate that Joe Lewis was a patient man and not a man with a temper. When we mistake Jesus, we too can be thankful that he's a patient Lord. But he has sent us a message to reveal to us who he is. And someday we're all going to have to answer for our response Did we say he was the son of God and live like he was an ordinary man? Or did we really submit ourselves to him as the Lord of our life? Do we recognize Jesus? Do we see him for who he is and who he claimed to be and what that should mean in every one of our lives? Don't miss this most important part of the message. History is not kind to those We kind of make fun of those who missed the most important part of the message. It was in December of 1903 that after many attempts, the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, were successful getting their flying machine off the ground and into the air at Kitty Hawk. Thrilled over their accomplishment, they telegraphed this message to their sister Catherine. 
we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the editor of the local paper where she lived and showed him the message. He glanced at it for a moment and said, How nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. He totally missed the big news that for the first time in human history, man had flown and that the door had now been opened for an absolutely transformational thing in the history of man that we would begin to be a people who could get on machines and fly from place to place. We miss Jesus when we don't see what the fullness of his message. That he wasn't just a baby born in a manger who told good stories and had good lessons. We miss the most important part of the message when we miss the fact that he claims to be the Son of God who's come to be the Lord of our life and to transform our hearts and change us and make us into new creatures. Now we miss Jesus for a lot of reasons. Because of the present busyness of the day and the things going on in our own life, we miss the point of the season. Just a moment ago we, we played a game and it says the pictures as the, as the faces were missing. Maybe you could guess what the movies were and maybe you missed it until they kind of filled it in and then you went, oh yeah, 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 I remember. In popular culture, it seems like we see all the stuff around Christmas. We see all the lights going up and the trees being decorated and the decorations of our homes and all of the busyness of Christmas. We see it all. But do we see Jesus in the middle of it all? Do we remember what he was really about when he came? Sometimes Jesus gets lost in good things. Here's what I want to really warn you about today. Jesus can get lost just in family time. Is family time a bad thing? No, hopefully not. But it can get, he can get lost. We can miss him just planning and working and trying to get together with family. We, we can miss Jesus in the hustle and bustle of trying to get presents for people that we love. Is it bad to give presents to people that we love? Not bad at all. But we can miss Jesus in the picture. We can miss that he's the Son of God and that our lives should be directed by the power of his Spirit. We can miss Jesus in the parties and the celebrations with our family and our friends. Is it bad to celebrate with our friends and our family? No, not if we keep our right Christian boundaries. But if we lose Jesus in the middle of it, we can miss something important. Sometimes we take Christ out of Christmas when really what Christmas should be all about is about Christ. We can set him aside or not think about him or not even stop to consider what does it mean if he's the son of God. If Jesus is the son of God, then this fact should inform the world. It should inform everything about us. It should teach us 
everything about right and wrong and how we behave ourselves and how we conduct ourselves. So I want to challenge you again to think about what it means that God the Creator has revealed Himself to us through His Son Jesus. That this birth of Jesus isn't just a holiday on our calendar for us to celebrate and give gifts to each other, but it is a life-changing event. If you know Jesus, then you know this is less of a party and a reunion and more of a life-changing event in our, in our lives and for all of eternity. Right there in Bethlehem, when you know him and he is with you, he influences everything, every thought, every action, every priority comes under this judgment of who Jesus is is he the Son of God? How do I talk? How do I feel? How do I see other people? What is my responsibility in the world? What's right and what's wrong? Everything comes under, the, under this revelation that Jesus is the Son of God, comes to show us the way to heaven. And most importantly of all, it informs how we live by faith so that heaven can be our home. So, here's my challenge for you today. Do you know that the most real change and growth in Jesus happens one-on-one -on -one with him? Most dramatic things, the most transforming things in our lives happen in quiet moments listening for him. And taking time to think about what does this scripture mean? What does it say to me? Weighing out the implications of a passage of, uh, in the word or of a word God has spoken to you. And letting it become a conviction. So here's my challenge for you this Christmas season. Before we go much farther into it. Sometime this week, put it on your calendar, set, it aside, set some time aside, go get in a room by yourself someplace, and ask yourself this really important question. If Jesus really is the Son of God, what does that mean? What does it mean if Jesus is really the Son of God? What does it really mean to me? What, what do I think and how should I live my life? And what would he say to me about my life? And listen and wait and weigh it out a little bit. Weigh about what this celebration of Christmas should really be like what the rest of the season should really be like if Jesus is really the Son of God. I want to tell you, as you take some time to do that, he may speak to you again. He may speak to you about your language. He may speak to you about your attitude. He may speak to you about the moral way you're living in your life. Let him speak. Because if he's really our Lord, if he really is the Son of God, we don't want a case of mistaken identity with him. We want to make sure we're living in exactly 
the right place with him. And then here, for those of you who are believers, here's challenge number two. Challenge number two is really simple. Make sure this Christmas season, make sure that as we walk through these next days going up to Christmas Sunday, tell the people you love how Jesus being the Son of God has changed your life. Has he changed your life? Are you different today than you were the day you crossed the line of faith? I, I, I would tell you today, if you can sit here and say, oh, no, I'm not really any different than I was, then maybe you're approaching him as just an ordinary guy. Because when you begin to see him as the son of God and you begin to open your heart up, he came to change us. He came to redeem us and to rescue us. And our lives are going to be different because of it. Don't make that mistake. But as you go through this time, it's so important. It's so important for your family and your friends to hear your voice. To hear what, how God has changed you. To hear your testimony. To hear what Jesus being the Son of God means to you. And when you weigh it out in that private time and you begin to think about what this means about eternity, what this means about hope for heaven, what this means about the conduct of your life, what this means about your hope in, in times of trouble, when you begin to weigh this out, you're going to have a lot of things to say to him, to be able to look at him and say, this is the guy I used to be, this is the person I am now. And I'm that person now, and I'm trying to get better because Jesus who we celebrate at Christmas, is the Son of God. Listen, I want to tell you, your family's faith will grow. Your friend's faith will grow. People who don't know Jesus will feel the convicting power of Jesus. If you'll be serious this Christmas season about sitting with the people you influence and telling them who Jesus is to you and why he's the Son of God, Parents, take time to tell your children. Don't just, I mean, it's great to read the Bible story. I've, done, I've read the Bible story to my children all the, all the years that they were growing up. But they need to hear more than that. They, they need to hear you say to them. They, they need you to look them in the eye and remind them. We, were, we are a people created by God. We're not an accident. This isn't an accident of nature. God intentionally and purposely created us. They need to hear that Jesus, God's Son, born by the power of God. They need to understand that Jesus came to this earth and that we celebrate Christmas and we give gifts to each other at Christmas because God gave the greatest gift of all to us. We need to embed that into their hearts. And we need to embed it into their hearts that Jesus is with us today. That they can know his spirit. They need to understand that his purpose in coming to this earth was to make, was to make a way back to the Father. 
that because we were broken by making sinful choices, we were separated from God. But Jesus came to die on the cross for us to pay the price for our sin. And one of the reasons we celebrate is we have been set free from what we deserve and we receive the grace of God through Jesus. Mom and dad, I want to tell you whether your kids are young or whether they're old, they need to hear you say that. They need to hear you tell them clearly who you believe Jesus is. And they need to hear you tell them very quickly, very clearly, to think about his name, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And as they walk through this earth, they can cry out to him, they can lift their voice to him, they can open their heart to him, and he will be close to them. Mom, dads, grandmas, and grandpas, we need to weigh out what this means to us, and we need to open our hearts to him. And we need to share that with those around us. These actions will help us stay on target for what the season is about. Matt Evans was one shot away, one shot away from the gold medal in the 2004 Olympics. He was competing in the three-position rifle event. He didn't have to even hit the bullseye to win. His previous scores were so good that he just needed to simply, merely hit the target on his final shot. It was a no-brainer. It was easy for him. This wasn't a stretch at all. There wasn't much to worry about. His normal shot would have earned him an 8.1, which was more than enough for the gold. But when what is described as an extremely rare mistake in in elite competition, Emmons, standing in lane two, fired and hit the target in lane three. His score for a good shot at the wrong target was zero. Instead of a medal, he ended up in eighth place because he shot at the wrong target. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, listen. You can put a wonderful Christmas together. But if you're shooting at the wrong target, the score is going to be zero. The right target at Christmas season is to glorify Jesus for who he is and to always remember who he is and that he is with us. When Jesus, when we see Jesus and recognize him for who he is, everything changes. It means that in the deepest heartaches of our life, there is one we can go to who will reach back into us and give us the strength to face everything we face each day. It means when we don't know what the purpose of things are, there's one who's come to give purpose to our lives and who created us on purpose. It means that, this means that There is a right and a wrong that has been established by God and we should listen and we should obey. It means that we can talk to him and he'll speak back to us. 
It means that there is hope for eternity and that his power is with us today. It means that there's only one way to heaven. And that way is offered to us as a free gift. And it means that no matter what we're going through today, God is with us. Amen. Let's stand together today. Friends, the first step when you recognize that Jesus is the Son of God is the very simply the first thing you're going to do when you think about this. You're going to say, I've got to make up my mind. What am I going to do? Am I going to accept Him as my, as my Lord and as my God? Or am I going to reject Him and face the consequences of mistaking Him or rejecting Him for who He is? The great gift is to receive Him and to discover what life is like when the Son of God is active in your life. I'm going to ask the prayer teams to come down to the front right now. And as they come, I just want to say a prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that this congregation this week would really take seriously this challenge to take a couple of minutes and just sit with you alone and ask what it means how you've changed them, how you want to move in their life, what's really available to them, seeing that your son is the son of God, your son, Jesus, and what they should do with that throughout their life. Reveal things to us, Lord. Speak to us. Father, I I pray that people who walk in fears and insecurities would find them being swept away. I find that, Father, people walking with bitterness because of what others have done to them would find healing in their spirit as they sit with you this week. I I pray that those of us, Father, who may have been raised in one way of looking at the world would see a new way to look at the world. I pray that those of us who've had one type of culture of how to respond in circumstances would be transformed and changed and we would see that you have a new way for us. Pray that our eyes would be open to the world around us and we would understand why we're here. I pray that those looking for purpose and meaning would discover the purpose and meaning you have for them. And Father, as we sit in these times and we pray about these, I pray you would show us the people in our life that we have influence over, that we need to have this talk with this season and remind them how you've changed our lives. And let us boldly sit with our children and our grandchildren and our friends and proclaim the truth of who your son is. Let us not miss the target this Christmas season. Let us hit a bullseye, dead center, and let your son's name be glorified, we pray, in all that we do. Help us, oh God. Even when we face moments of resistance in that, help us to lovingly be clear about what we believe. Now, Lord, today there are those in this room who have hurts in their life and needs in their life and 
I pray in these next few moments as we open these altars that as they would come down that you would touch people around these altars and minister to their lives and give them strength. But Father, first of all, we pray for anyone here who is far from you, who needs to put their faith in you to be their Lord and Savior, that today they would do that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is every head bowed, every eye closed? If you'll say, Pastors, you've talked, I've, I've come to feel this tug in my spirit that Jesus is the Son of God, and today I need to ask Him into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. If that's you, we just raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me right now in Jesus' name. God bless you. Anybody here today, anyone else here today, you'll raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Father, you see every response today. You know that the condition of our hearts and the positions of our lives convict us where we need to be convicted and give us strength where we need strength and move in our lives today and let us leave this place rejoicing that because of Jesus you are now with us in all times in Jesus name amen God bless you today